dwa serduszka, cztery oczy. Oj, oj, oj. Co płakały we dnie w nocy. Oj, oj, oj. Czarne oczka, co płaczecie, że się spotkać nie możecie. Że się spotkać nie możecie. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Luck Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Today we are discussing Cold War, the Polish film directed by Paweł Palowalski. Apologies if I got that uh, wrong. Also written by Mr. Powell and Panusz Galowski and Pitar Bergorski. And I'm sorry to all the Polish listeners listening to this. They're like, God, he fucked it up. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I apologize about all that. Um, let me see. The Cold War um, film is... Sorry, I should have had this up on IMDb already. All right, so in the 1950s, a music director falls in love with a singer and tries to persuade her to flee communist Poland for, for France. The two lead actor and actresses are Joanna Kulig as Zula and Tomasz Kot as Victor. And once again, I apologize if I said any of that wrong. This is not my native language, uh, so I, I I apologize. So, um, yeah, the Cold War. I was not expecting to watch another uh, a fo- a foreign film, but I had heard a lot of good things about it. I mean, Amazon Prime is pushing it. Um, they're pushing it all over the uh, Oscars. I wanted to see what this was all about. First twenty minutes, I'll be honest, were a little bit rough for me. I was just like, I'm not sure if I'm going to like this. This is a little bit. If the black and white and four by three ratio definitely felt a tad pretentious, but then it started to turn into more of an art form. So this movie is definitely a more artsy, fartsy kind of movie. Definitely in the style of an Alfonso Cuarón, if it were like a Roma. And I kept comparing the two to see which one I was going to like more. So. Um, maybe that's that can kind of give you a heads up about what kind of movie this is. It's definitely a foreign film, definitely kind of feels a little bit slower. It kind of feels like a 1950s film that's made in today's age. Um, when I say that, you know, they, they curse, there's, you know, there's nudity, there's, you know, maybe a little, I don't know about too much action, but I mean, just the way that it was, um, it was shot felt very old school and not in a bad way, but the pacing definitely felt like it was um, up to today's standards, if you want to say that there is a today's standards, versus back in the day, the pacing in movies and television was a lot slower. So Cold War definitely has this classic vibe that it's uh, emoting the majority of the time. And the black and white, the cinematography, the the, the way that it's shot, all of that, it's feels very deliberate. Um, excellent directing, I would say. It's not one of my favorite movies. It's probably my, one of my favorite foreign movies because I thought... It, I liked Cold War and Roma for two different reasons, and it, it's hard not to compare the two. I think visually I I preferred Roma just a tad bit over, but I enjoyed the story more in Cold War, so it's kind of uh, you know back and forth for me. 
So the thing about, um, let me see, Victor and Zula. Let me um, go into the plot a little bit. In ruins of post-war Poland, Victor and Zula fall deeply and obsessively and destructively in love. This is on Wiki. I wonder who the hell wrote this. As performing musicians forced to play communist propaganda machine, as the as performing musicians forced to play into the communist propaganda machine, they they dream of escaping to the creative freedom of the West. One day, they spot their chance to make a break for their freedom in France, yet fall out with each other and make a decision that will mark their lives forever. Yeah, so um, that's pretty much the entire plot. It, it's very much a love story that is hinged on the political propaganda of uh, communist Russia and Poland and all of the countries that were involved in that in, in twenty um, in nineteen fifty in the nineteen fifties and late forties. Um, it's very much you know these two people that want to be together that but can't be together because of the you know the art forms that they're invested in and the art forms they're invested in are you know being influenced by the the political propaganda that is happening. So. Um, basically you want to know if you should watch this. So I'd say if you're a filmmaker, then yeah, check it out. I would say it's definitely one of the better foreign films that I saw. Um, I was, I think I saw two or three and this is, I'd put this, I still think I'd put Roma over this just a tad bit. Um, but this is, um, is done very well and it feels like a very classical style. Um, the cinematography, um, there's a few scenes in there that really do capture your eye and the way the, the camera is positioned on the people. It feels odd and a little bit more or less like uh, Sam Esmail, if you know of him, and Mr. Robot. Um, I, I think technically it's a really well-done movie. I don't know if it completely pans out at the end. It starts to turn into more of like this art, you know, I, I say a little bit, you know, independent, artsy house movie at the end. Like you don't, it doesn't follow the trajectory of like, you know, a three-act narrative of some sort like that. It kind of just kind of goes along and it's much more like slices of life of these people. You know, it's like, okay, we're here now, we're here now, and we're here now, and this is the end. And <laughs> that's kind of how it felt for me. Um but, you know, in comparison to, like, Roma, that's very much how Roma felt, except this felt much more direct on the timeline. So, yeah, I I enjoyed Cold War. It's not the best. Um, in my opinion, it's not the best, but I wouldn't be surprised if it got um, best cinematography or best foreign language film. Um, direction... I don't know if I'd give it best direction. I still think Roma, uh, Alfonso Coron just killed Roma. It was so good um, with the direction and just the pacing. It just felt very, everything felt very deliberate in, in Roma and natural. And Cold War almost feels natural, but from a different standpoint. So um, anything else? I, I We can talk to, talk about spoilers, I guess. I really like the music. Um, Marcin Mazinski, I guess, was the uh, music composer. Um, yeah, and so hmm. let's uh, talk about spoilers and what we think about that. So at the very end, we find out that uh, Paul Polowalski dedicated this to his um, 
to his folks, I believe. I think it said to his parents. And so I'm assuming Victor and um, Zula were kind of loosely based off of his folks. Now, don't take that as 100% because I'm not 100% about that. Um, this is just what I thought. And uh, check the show notes if, you know, I, I might have changed opinions on that. But that's what it said at the end of the um at the end of it, I'd say it it really ch- changed and shifted uh, points. It it seemed like it shifted gears once Victor slapped Zula. I thought this was going to be a d- deterioration film, you know, uh, of you know the separation of two individuals, not the coming together. Um, but it ended up being ultimately okay, and I was like, ah, I. She was drunk, I think, and she was, you know, she was talking, you know, out of line, but absolutely no reason to ever hit somebody and let alone somebody you, you know, you love. And so that, that really, really hit me hard watching that. So I was like, Victor is, you know, is Victor going to die after this? And I, I wasn't a hundred percent with, with the movie after he slapped her, I was like, okay, so this is a turning point that something needs to happen. The only thing that really seemed to happen was it, it, I think he was sent to prison or for being a spy um, for Brit- Britain or something like that. And it, you know, it, we didn't get to see any of the struggle that he had to go through. All we saw was the very final result. And it was basically a haircut for us, you know, or a haircut that we saw. We didn't see any of the transformation. We didn't see any of the spying, none of that. Um, so, yeah, that I, it just felt like they they I had emotional whiplash, um, and that's never a good thing, in my opinion. If you're, you know, if if one minute you're getting slapped and the next minute you're in a hug situation, which I guess that's kind of how that works, but um, you know, emotional and domestic abuse. But um, the way it was handled in this was not a way that I would have directed or even completed. It didn't feel so much like karma came back to get this guy it more felt like he had to go do some time and so we didn't really get to see what happened um past their um you know marriage and i believe they got married in in a church in a place that they were either at the beginning of the movie or if they were um it had been destroyed since then but i it was a it was a powerful scene to you know to watch them you know go back and it was beautifully shot the entire time so those are the things that i you know i can't complain about it was you know expertly done and the black and white really served served well for the time so um yeah i i, I enjoyed cold war with a few caveats um i think that probably explains the majority of it check out the Lucky Dog Podcast at gmail.com for any questions, comments, concerns. If you need to check out the library for all the other podcasts, check them out. We, I mean, we have the Umbrella Academy. We have uh, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor was one of the most recent documentaries I just uh, checked out. Uh, just I'd tell you right now to watch it and just check out the podcast after that. A Star is Born, How to Train Your Dragon, 2010, Doom Patrol. Minding the Gap, available on Hulu, Blind Spotting, check all of these out. Lucky Dog Podcast at gmail.com for any comments, questions, concerns. Again, thank you for listening. We are lucky to have you as a listener. Thank you and take it easy.